1: The Breakers are staying the course right now in their quest to clinch that all-important second seed for the ANBL Finals. That would see them bypass the play-in round and go straight through to the semi-finals with a home court advantage. Really important that. But that's not the only exciting thing going on right now in Kiwi Basketball. Earlier this week, Basketball New Zealand announced that their TV deal with ESPN has been extended for a further two years after a successful showing the past three with us now is uh, the boss himself, part of those negotiations, CEO and Kiwi basketball icon, Dylan Boucher. Dylan, good morning to you.
0: Good morning, Smithy. How are you?
1: I'm damn good. I I would imagine you're pretty good too, uh, sealing a deal with uh, a television network like ESPN or resealing it. That's cool news.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean for us, um, the exposure of our leagues is certainly um, very very important, not only just to showcase the talent down here but also to to grow the product uh for us being able to be um basically worldwide now with our league is is something that we're obviously super proud of and and something we want to continue uh from now on out
1: well television companies deal on numbers and particularly when it comes to viewership um so i would imagine it's it's going pretty well in the u.s and, and places like puerto rico
0: yeah, it seems to be. I mean, we have obviously have a lot of American import players playing down here and, you know, they've obviously got a lot of family back home. But what we're finding more and more is we're seeing college scouts are tuning into these games and watching our young talent coming through um, to see, you know, if they can find a diamond in the rough down in New Zealand. And, you know, we're finding more and more people are tuning in and having respect for our league, which is exactly what we want.
1: Also, of course, uh, I suppose that uh, makes it more appealing for those young American uh, basketballers too that come this way uh, looking to get uh, notoriety because the, the chances of them doing that have uh, increased by being on TV in New Zealand, ironically.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think any time um, you know you can get more exposure for players, um, it's attractive to them. And you know, coming down this side of the world, whether it's New Zealand or Australia, it gives them a good opportunity to a different part of the world but more importantly get some exposure Um, and our leagues are are both very well televised and you know having the CSPN deal now for us to be able to have these going directly back to the US it does open doors up a player like Tory Craig who played for the Wellington Saints and is now a regular player in the NBA is you know just one example of you know players that can go from from our league and then go across and uh, end up playing back in the NBA.
1: What about viewership numbers uh, here at home? How um, How's it going on Sky?
0: Yeah, they go through the roof. Um, to be honest, Al, our growth, uh, both in the numbers playing the game, but also the people that are consuming the game are continuing to, to grow and continuing to spike. And, you know, we've had record numbers uh, through through Sky uh, this last past season, and we expect those numbers to continue to grow. And we had... You know, we were fortunate enough to have some games live on Prime and free-to-air television as well. So that's a that's a big coup for us to be able to have some you know some Prime television um, viewing time.
1: We always ask you you this question, which uh, I would imagine the viewership um, is quite a young viewership as well, because um, that sort of transforms into player numbers uh, as uh, you know throughout the country. Which um, my understanding is they just go from strength to strength too.
0: Yeah, we're continuing to grow. I mean, uh, to be honest, we, we we're at a growth stage now where we're just seeing that continual curve upwards, uh, which is fantastic. And we're starting to to run into the problem. And I think I've had this conversation with you before. We're starting to run into this problem with facilities because we're we're running out of gym space. You know, where every every association I speak to is talking about you know the the groundswell of basketball and how they can't keep up with the growth because of the stadiums just not big enough. And you know, the ones that have. You know, eight, ten, twelve court facilities are uh, chock a block for you know just about the whole week. So it's a good problem to have, um, and we're putting more and more hoops outside so kids can continue to play the game. Uh, but it is going to be a continued problem with the growth of the game.
1: Well, it's three on three and street basketball then becomes a viable option too, I suppose, does it?
0: Yeah, three. I mean, three x three is now an Olympic sport, so you know I think you're going to see more and more kids really focusing. Probably like you've seen a lot in sevens. You know, you're going to see people that are really focused on. That that side of the game, and you know, for us, there's huge growth for three x three space. And you know, I know for even my own children, they love kids love playing three x three. You touch the ball more, it's faster, um, and the game's only ten minutes long, so you can get it. You know, you can have a quick game, and it's over and done with within ten minutes.
1: Right. Uh, good news. Also, um, you lost uh, Hugh Bain, and of course, uh, he's moved on, Hugh. Um, uh, he'll never leave basketball, but he's moved on in his role. So you've announced a, a new uh, general manager of the leagues, and comes uh, Marie Taylor, who's been involved with basketball in New Zealand for nearly 20 years. Um, how did you settle on Marie? Yeah,
0: obviously um, Hugh think Hugh was uh, was a big loss, and we wish Hugh well and did a great job um, in his time with us. And like you say, he'll never be uh, he'll never leave basketball. He'll always be around and, and still be part of our commentary team. and been able to elevate Marie into the role. Marie was uh, operations um, head of operations, basically for the for the leagues, and uh, and and did a lot of uh, um, the heavy lifting, I guess you like lo- if you like to say. And she she was the obvious choice. We were when we started talking about replacing Hugh. Her name just kept coming up all the time. And she's again she's been part of basketball New Zealand for a long long time. Probably has the you know, the highest IP of, of anyone in the business and, and understands every part of the business. So to have her now lead uh, our Leagues team is something we're pretty excited about. Um, she certainly has is, uh, is, is risen to the challenge and just from the short time watching her operate, um, she's doing a fantastic job already and with no doubt she's going to be a fantastic asset to the Leagues team uh, to be able to lead that group.
1: In your own role, uh, Dylan, I just wonder how much busier you've got within you know, because of the increased interest, the increased playing numbers, the, the demand on facilities etc. Have you noticed uh, within your own role uh, a, a big increase?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of thought, you know, stupidly thought at the start of the year I was going to ease into the year and, and kind of it would slowly pick up as the tournament started but it's, it started with a hiss and a roar um, in a good way, in a positive way and, you know, we've got um, as I said, we've got problems, but a lot of them are positive problems because of the growth of the game. It's been able to ensure we're keeping up with the growth of the game, both with um, facilities, with um, our commercial commerciality of our of our products, being able to make sure we were able to fund a lot of the, the the things we're running out in the communities and supporting associations to be able to deliver on you know what they what they need to deliver on and us, we, we, like I say, we love the fact that our sport is continuing to grow, um, and it does mean everyone within basketball New Zealand is very busy and everyone within our associations is very busy, but we know as a sport, uh, if we continue to grow and, and we continue to match it commercially and, um, and with funding, we'll be able to continue to really flourish as a sport.
1: Right, which includes, of course, uh, Taui'i, uh basketball outdoor, which was immensely successful last year. A lot of coverage, uh, good numbers attending the games, um, and uh, now moving into uh, another growth year.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, year two we want to we want to go bigger and better, and we want to make sure that year one was a fantastic success. And um, you know, we've obviously been fortunate enough with great support uh, through gj gardner that have you know been able to really push this league to new levels and also our support from sky sports so we are very very grateful that we've got some fantastic supporters of the women's game um we're i'm already hearing you know um you know rumors about players going to teams and you know like there's all all the rumor mills already started about which players are going to be playing where and it's exciting for us that you know, these we're seeing a lot of our top players coming home and playing in front of their home fans and, you know, and just absolutely loving it. Seeing the smiles on, you know, our female athletes' faces after games and that we've got a league for them. Um, it's a high-level league and, you know, certainly you know, I was fortunate enough to be at the at the final down in Nelson and the standard of play is, is extremely high and the highest it's ever been in New Zealand uh, for women's basketball. So we know that will continue to rise. We've seen some of our youngsters have gone from playing for those teams and now gone off to Division One college scholarships and we're going to start seeing those girls coming back um, from college scholarships and joining these Toeihi teams uh, to make the league even stronger
1: Incredible performance last night, Dylan, uh, from the Breakers, uh, they really kicked into gear at half time to overcome quite a big deficit um, and they are progressing really cool which is uh, obviously uh, it's so cool for basketball to have a you know a, a flagship like that
0: yeah I mean the breakers I mean people have been accustomed to the breakers having success so it's been a few dire years um, you know sitting at the bottom of the table but what Modi's done with this group now is incredible and you know he's got a good balance of you know good Kiwi players and um, some Australian talent and then some really good imports and you know I was watching the game last night thinking you know they were having a down game and then they just flicked the switch and and took over the game and you know and by the end of if you'd looked at just the end score you would have thought they were comfortable throughout the whole game and they certainly looked under, pump, under the pump at one stage, but they do have another gear they can go to, and that's what good teams have. They have players that can go to another gear, and you know, as a team, they can go to another gear. And this team is able to do that, and they've done it, you know, against the best teams in the league. And this is the business end of the season; they have got one more game to go, and then they'll hit the playoffs. So, once they hit the playoffs, it's about finding that gear and uh, being able to do it consistently, um, night in and night out, to be able to go right through to the, to the you know the final stage where you're cutting down the nets.
1: Yeah, well, cutting down the net would be good. Um, the other subject I'd like to talk to you about is uh, the retiring of numbers. Of course, yours is retired, number 24. Uh, Paulie uh, Hernare, 32. CJ Bruton's 23. Uh, who would you think might be next in that line?
0: Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of people. I mean, Micah Vakona's the obvious one, is someone who's already retired. Um, you know, Micah was instrumental and. Um, and you know, being a big part of those breakers' successful years and, and a big part of, you know, turning around the culture of the breakers. And, you know, your, another one is a Tom Abercrombie, you know, obviously still playing, but, you know, he can't have many years left in those legs. And, you know, when he finally decides it's time for him to retire, um, you know, he's someone that would definitely um, see his, his jersey hanging from the rafters. So, there's, like I say, there's been some, you know, you even look at a guy like Alex Pledger, who was a big part of um, championship runs, um, that, that, you know, has been unfortunate to have a bout of um, cancer and, and has gone through it, he's out the other side now, but someone who's been in- instrumental in a lot of those championship years, and then you start, you, you list those down, you have current players that are still playing, Your Corey Websters, you know, people like that, that have been big part of, of these championship years, uh, so... There's, it's, there is a criteria um, that, that you know that the office staff will need to look at and, and go through and, and who meets that criteria. Um, and I know certainly there's been some people that have been really instrumental in doing some great things for the breakers. And their jersey may not even end up hanging from the rafters, but it mm-hmm. doesn't make mm-hmm. them any less more, uh, valuable to what they were in the successful years.
1: Always uh, great to catch up with you, uh, Dylan. Nice to know that things are still progressing on a very much a forward wave uh, within your sport and uh, the announcement of a a new GM and uh, those television rights. Extremely successful period for you. Congratulations on that uh, and we'll stay in touch. Thanks, Billy.
0: Appreciate it, mate. Always good to chat.